In this yeah. episode of Common Sense Amio, we'll be continuing our streak of interviewing breeder extraordinaires to talking to one of the oest of G's, a true shepherd for evolving plants you love, such as skunk and hash plant, into some of the best strains ever. Today's guest has had a huge hand in shining a light on the Southern grow scene, also the founder of Dominion Seed Company, a company dedicated to providing the best possible genetics to the public market. Duke Diamond, welcome to Common Sense Amia. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know we had to wrangle you out of the grow room. So thanks for uh, sitting down in your very crappy Wi-Fi area and talking to us. <laughs> well, thanks thanks for having me, man. I would uh, miss it for the world. Like I said, if we got to make an antenna MacGyver style and some uh, tin foil and just snatch a snatch antenna off somebody's car, we'll make it happen, Captain. <laughs> Don't, no, we're... We're not, we're not, no public, no damage, no property damage. Let's, let's keep it PG. You're going to be all right. We're going to get through this. Unlike most of our podcasts, this is going to be without video today. So if you want to imagine Duke in your mind, he's a six foot tall blonde woman, uh, incredible yep. legs. Uh, just, uh, he looks like Anna Nicole Smith. That's the first person that came to my mind. God, that shows you how Basically. old I am. Jesus. Yeah, basically, like a more more handsome, uh, more handsome version, and I identify as a farmer. No one under the age that's of thirty is going to know who Anna Nicole Smith is. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. <laughs> it is. Speaking R.I.P. Yes, yeah, speaking of people that hustle. <laughs> there you go. True, a true hustler in many senses of the word. Um, Duke. So as as I can tell by your accent, and you can maybe tell by mine. You're a Southerner and I'm a Northerner. Here's something I've always wondered, and I'm hoping that you can clear the air for me on this one. Why is Virginia for lovers? Please tell me. I don't know, because a lot of people fight. And, uh, you know, there's a big murder rate. And so, like, so <clears throat> I think it was, like, supposed to be, like, people that love doing certain things um it's I think a fucking lie how, it's a horrible slogan that is the worst like you know the state flag was like the best you know like six of us you know like dust the tyrants you know always tyrants death the tyrants like yes that's more accurate Badass. You know, dead guy yeah dead caesar on the ground on you know and Bert just standing on top with a spear like yeah that's a little more accurate but yeah, yeah i mean Virginia's it's like you know people back home they're crazy they're crazy cool and nice people but that that is a weird slogan i uh my brother lives in virginia and uh you know i was trying to i said to him i was like because with these podcasts because we don't know each other personally and because i i almost never know any of my guests personally right i always try to find the a, a demographic thing or or you know something to figure out and my brother's like i've lived here for years and i still don't know why virginia is for lovers uh it it, it isn't, he said. So <laughs> I thought it's I'd I thought I'd get to the bottom not. of it. <laughs> it looks like it's uh yeah, I, got, I got no answers, you know. It, <laughs> that was like some corporate campaign, probably, and some you know think tank group offers this like idea to whoever makes a decision for state slogans. And uh yeah, that one uh that was a big mess. Some so fifth we, we some had some fifth shirts, grader though. won some prize or something. It was like a, a yeah, state they contest. Got personal personal pan pizza with the book club <laughs> with the little stars you get a pizza hut or whatever uh, yeah yeah it's definitely hitting a miss but um, well he here's like we had here's my shirts that said 
Virginia's for farmers and had like Virginia's for stoners. Farm. I've seen that one. Yeah. Um, you know, that that feels a little more accurate to me. Here's my yeah, uh, here's my Virginia follow up. Uh, Goat Virginia smoke spot. Is it dinosaur land or the grave of Stonewall Jackson's arm? Um, and we're like talking like best historic spot to go blaze at. Yeah. I mean, dinosaur land is not a historic spot, but maybe uh, it is. <laughs> I mean, it can be. I mean, like it kind of is. Like if you're talking like Winchester, Virginia, like where the little the tar pit thing was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's a good spot. You got Skyline Drive right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm old fashioned man. Like I'll, you're a homebody. You know, I'll go blaze. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go blazing for the governor's mansion if I'm, a, if I'm gonna do anything. You know. Oh um, yeah. Why not? That's always a good one very historic yeah. spot as well one of my favorite places was for sure the uh <laughs> the capitol building in vermont here you know back when we were going through um you know our legalization advocacy i'm sure it was a really good look for all of us hippies to be out on the the lawn of the <laughs> just breaking <laughs> the law um okay i'm glad we got through that that's that was important stuff i want to get into some really important topics now when i was a kid my friends we would go on fish tour like good hippies would uh, or something like that and we would uh normally so sol- <laughs> this is just a stupid thing we did as kids but we would solicit for fake drugs in the parking lot uh generally we were on real drugs and so we'd wander around the parking lot after a show and we'd wander things like scarlet chunks who's got my scarlet chunks uh just like those books you know normal books who pass by and say molly lsd shrooms molly lsd shrooms it was just some you know some stupid thing we did we would make up drugs right so when I was listening to your podcast with, with Jordan River, shout out Jordan, uh, I, I, you know, you guys were talking about Munson. And of course, that's a, a character reference to Kingpin, a classic movie uh, from the yeah. mid 90s, which I have probably seen 45,000 times. Um, shout out Fairly yes. Brothers, some Rhode Island people. Uh, so in the vein of that, I know that you are a, a movie buff. I know that you have, and I know that there are long hours trimming, you know, trimming, just trimming alone. What are you going to do when you trim? Watch every movie in the Criterion Collection. Uh, so with that in mind, I, it, and if you're open to this, I would like to yeah. do a quick round robin with you of fake weed strains based off classic movie references. Are you in? Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. All right, I'll, 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 go, I'll go first, okay? I'll, I'll pave right. the way. So here's, here's one I've got. Uh, blaze up that fat guy in a little coat. Oh, uh, fucking um, Tommy boy, yeah? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, now you, now you give me one. A fake strain based off some movie reference. <laughs> hmm... <laughs> Shit, man um <laughs> man my mind's kind of going a fucking blank because like normally like a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff like you watch like i don't know being so into a certain thing and you watch a movie and you're like hey fake motherfuckers it's wrong it's wrong <laughs> um i don't know let's see um i don't even remember if the shit in half baked even had a fucking name <laughs> oh scientist pop this shit up for yeah. me <laughs> uh, yeah that was called Janitor. uh uh custodian dick. happy uh smiley guy or mr nice guy that mr. was a deli- nice guy yeah. that was a delivery service all right i'll, I'll give Hell you yeah. another while you're thinking i'll give you another one I, I thought this was a great one uh 
Ace Ventura's hair. I just thought that was a great name. It's so like, if you think of Ace Ventura's hair, like you can see it in your brain, right? Oh, I got you. I'm supposed to be making up the, uh, making up the name here. I, I thought yeah, you meant like do- one out of a movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you could go like uh, Jim Carrey, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber, the pumpkin pie haircut. Fucking. Pumpkin pie haircutted freak. <laughs> exactly. All right, I got I got one more for, I got one more for you. Actually, I got two more for you. I thought flux I thought I would definitely smoke something called flux capacitor. But because I'm a marketing guy, I would actually call it flux incapacitor. That's fucking good. That's right? definitely I'll, a good one. I'll give you that one for free, dude. And uh, then yeah. the, the, I would probably the, reference something with sling blade. Something just get you oh, just uh, dude. I, Dan. Uh, you could call. You could say. Uh, you might call it a Kaiser blade. I call it a sling blade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My the last one I thought Buster of is, is is kind of a deep cut. It's it's kind of a double reference. And I thought, um, do you know the reference Old Toby? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, this is a double. I hitter. remember. So this is a nerdy, a nerdy deep cut right here. Yeah, like out and rings bell, like like in recent years, like I remember fucking uh <laughs> damn uh Kenny Powers eastbound and down. I remember he named this kid Toby and shit and they were fucking around with it. But uh so old yeah, Toby is the name of the it's the name of the weed that the hobbits smoke. So the hobbits in Lord of the Rings actually get high and they smoke a yeah, strain, and their favorite strain is called old Toby. And they reference it in the Lord of the Rings movie. It's some killer shit. You start seeing dragons and all. That's it. You could blow out. uh, What is Gandalf blows out like a a pirate ship or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Best weed fucking ever. You just got to make sure you smoke it through a wood pipe. (laughs) That's the only way you can do it. You could, you have to smoke it through a Gandalf pipe, right? Like I think that's an actual classification of glass pipe. You know, it's that long, thing yeah <laughs> it's you, that long you, you, you know, use a standard pipe. glass pipe that'll turn back to sand on you that's how strong it is there it is <laughs> there <laughs> it is all right Th- thanks thank you for placating me on that i thought we'd have a fun back and forth on uh stupid movie references that probably nobody knows that's okay oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> so as, as we were talking about before this i i was you know i i podcasted with chem um chem dog a couple weeks ago and i you know we don't normally do breeder conversations like this but as legalization is is happening more and more statewide uh legacy breeders are now becoming more public facing rock stars wherein you know maybe back in the day they were they were whispers in the shadows like maybe duke diamond existed no one really knew (laughs) you know like (laughs) he's just some guy you like he floats you know like two ships in the night so I so still when I was say talking- the same thing. It's like, yeah, I'm just some dude, like at best for like glorified farmers for whatever fucking reason. Yeah. Well, to keep the movie references going, you're like Kaiser Sose, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> count. But I the 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 interesting thing to me, because you know, in these podcasts, we talk about entrepreneurship, like the business side of cannabis, and really like the struggles, the good, the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, like all that stuff that leads to, um, you know, people ultimately, you know, hopefully becoming successful, successful, but maybe failing. We've talked to people who 
aren't successful at what they, oh, that yeah. they've done. And, you know, the, that that's the, an important part of being a, an entrepreneur and, and kind of controlling your own professional destiny is like, you're going to win, you're going to lose, you're going to lose way more than you win, but you're going to win if you stick to it. Right. So like in thinking about that, the, the idea of passion as kind of, um, you know, a, a, a motivating factor specifically for guys like you who, you know, cut their teeth well before legalization, you know, obviously before legalization happened in Virginia, you, you know, decades before that happened in, in Virginia, but um, decades before it was even, you know, back when the, the legacy market was still called a black market. So I, I was yeah. kind of curious about that and, and just, you know, Hear, hearing your input on why why you feel like this specific plant has developed such a, a, an incredible amount of passion in you that it's almost like it was a calling it's the priesthood for you you have no choice yeah and you know that's the thing and like it, <clears throat> you can even look at like the business entrepreneurial like aspects of it even even way back then because you know, people might say, oh, black mark, this, that, or whatever. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like your quality was still, you know, what counts. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of competition. So back in those days, <clears throat> you know, you're getting weed from all over the country, you know, that you're competing with along with other growers, the people looking to sell their packs at, you know, the, the, the best price possible. Now, given, you know, the cost was, a lot more but you know it's hazard pay <laughs> you know yeah. you're, you're taking a, a hell of a risk you know so um people would also deal with you too because like you know one you have a good reputation for quality and two like you do what you say you're gonna do um you know if you you know you say yeah i'm gonna get this to you this amount blah 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 you know you come through there's a lot of people that are you know flaky shady and everything so you know your reputation was a was a big thing and then you yeah. know also like yeah if you get hemmed up like you know you're a solid guy stand-up guy you're not going to go ratting and everything else um but having to do that under under shadow like you said like you can't you know meet people you can't tell other people what you do um and all this you know you're working with a very small circle of uh circle of people <clears throat> trusted people and it makes it, it makes it really, really hard. Um, so like when everything does come to the point where, you know, you're in a legal market and everything, um, a lot of just that same stuff applies, but now you can be more, you can be open, you can be more wide open with it even. And, um, you know, legalization has its own challenges, but like for me at least, um, and what I do, um, it, it, it made the world a whole, whole lot easier to live in, you know. Yeah, I bet. Like you're talking about the movies, like, dude, I can't, I can't have a bunch of friends. I can't go out and just hang out with random people and stuff. I smell like weed, and if I don't smell like weed, um, I, I just, I just can't really get into much of my life. You know, it's like, oh wow, this guy, what, what do you do? Ah, you know, nothing really. Just, you know, I seem like the most boring man on earth. But really, I could be like. Well, <laughs> right before I got here, you should have seen this fucking room I was in, fucking, you know, and, but yeah. you can't do that. You know? 
Yeah. I think that's like one of the bittersweet things of, of it all of people with this kind of personality type, which is essentially just driven, right? Like you see it in a lots, lots of aspects of life where, you know, other aspects of your life suffer. You're, you know, like you said, your relationships, your, in some, you know, and we'll get to this if you're comfortable with it, but in some instances, mm-hmm. your, your actual literal freedom, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, these things are, are, uh, I would say not generally considered by people who aren't uh, professionally driven, be it um, building webs, you know, whatever it is, but, you, you know, at some point something's right. going to suffer and the, the, the real, the real kicker of it all is I bet you didn't give a shit because. Yeah. And that was yeah. it. Yeah. Like it, that, it's that's something that like, I was very passionate about and it's like you know like and you know I used to see this back in the day I still see it you know current day it's like if you're gonna get into something it's a great Charles Bukowski poem you know all the way and yeah that that rings true man sacrifice yeah you you know when you're building something can you really go without can you take the money that you would have had to eat three meals a day and make it one meal a day or maybe one meal every three days are you willing to live in your truck a little while you know save up money to take the next step in your venture and everything and all this hard work and then the legal risk like i went to prison back in the day for growing weed and you know yeah it sucks i'm pissed about it but that that i already knew that going in like this is a possibility yeah and a lot of people didn't have that in their head they think yeah it's all well and good and then shit gets real and then they they break apart and it's like well that was just part of that lifestyle and you know i know like going in like yeah this is gonna suck um but you know they they can make time rough but they can't stop time this time will end i will get back out and i will continue doing what the fuck i was doing before because i felt in my heart it's the right thing to do you know because we all know like there's been many laws in the past that make no sense they're not right you know that's all saying uh uh what's uh legal uh might not be right and, you know yeah. what's illegal might not be wrong but you know just you know in your heart if you're passionate about something it, it's not going to matter what other people think say or you know all the consequences you're, you're going to do it anyway and if yeah. you do it you know go all the way with it man go, the, go the, balls twin to the, fl- wall. the twin flame of passion is like it's fearlessness because you know another word for passion might be addiction (laughs) like really like and that's what we're talking about is is when i inferred you know assumed that you know although you you knew the risks of um you knew all the risks you know it, it might hurt my relationships it might it might take away my freedom it might do this that whatever like i might not live a life that you know most people are accustomed to and my assumption that you didn't care uh is based on the fact that i completely relate (laughs) and and every conversation i have with with aspiring entrepreneurs is that it is a calling there there is no other choice if you have to live in the back of your truck and and turn three meals into you know 10 meals or what, whatever. Um, that's what you do because there is no, there is no choice. I hear comedians talk about this all the time when they're like, Oh, I'm on the road and I fucking hate it. And you know, they'll inevitably asked, well, like, why don't you quit? And the response is always like, what, 
what the fuck else am I going to do? Like, you know, like what else am I going to do? And so with the passion comes the fearlessness. And I would say there's an overwhelming, uh, I don't know. There's an overwhelming amount of, of, of the population. I would say almost all of it, uh, who, can't get who can't buy into the fearlessness part of it and and i don't mean like i'm scared of something although that is what i mean but what i'm really saying is there's a complacency to living a you know normal life or living a life that is more in line with you know society yeah doing what you're supposed to do versus doing what you're meant to do and that's so, the other thing too is like when so like anybody like really knows me they you know know my whole life and everything but like other people that don't they're like oh well <clears throat> you know you're like a you know, southern kid and you grew up i got no skills or whatever like that's what you do and yeah like the comedians like what else am i supposed to do well yeah. in my case i became a journeyman electrician a master electrician instrumentation technician uh, automation controls professional specialist um solar solar photovoltaic design and installation certified um i became a startup and commissioning field engineer um i worked on some of the largest power plants that exist in our country chemical plants i worked for intel like i made fucking bank doing that and i could do that at any time anytime mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but that's like I'm really into my job when I do it. I'm, I excel at it. Like I'm super good at it. However, like I don't have that same love and passion for that as I do, you know, with this. And that's mm-hmm. what it's all about. I could probably make a lot more money doing that yeah. too. But at the end of the day, I'm happy doing this, and this feels right. Like like I said, this natural. Like I'm supposed to be doing that. You know, like breathing yeah. or blinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and it's, you know similar to Bukowski or Kerouac or, or, you know, people of that ilk, the sentiment is, is living life to the fullest and, and being mm-hmm. uh, really your own journeyman, right? Like yeah. paving your own path, but beyond paving it, digging it, making the asphalt, laying it down and then walking down it. And, and it's so much easier to have somebody else do that for you. Um, and yeah. I bet when you were, you know, at Intel or those power plants, like as soon as you clocked out, that was probably the end of it, right? Like, didn't give it another thought. Yep. Yeah, and that's <clears throat> yeah. And that's, like, I bet there's know. nothing more foreign to you as when when you're doing what you actually love. Yeah, exactly. And like me being me, and how my brain works. Um, like I can't stop thinking about like a certain troubleshooting problem at work or whatever. But once I uh, once I get to the night job, um, yeah, it's it's all gone. It's like yeah. a whole another world, you know, and it was like having to, I was like, you know, when you're at work, you're having to like pretend to be <laughs> somebody else because, you know, you can't talk about growing, you can't talk about the weed. Um, so yeah, it was like frustrating, but like on the same note, <clears throat> I made it so high up in that industry, like working on problems, just like Honeywell or DuPont Chemical. And I'm in like boardrooms, like some of the brightest engineers on earth that, got these degrees and are completely fucking stupid 
and yeah. like they they throw their little passive aggressive darts or whatever i'm told to come in because i figure out the solution they've been working six months on something i got a day into it figure it out wrote it on a taco bell mat uh napkin with a sharpie <laughs> marker and it's like here it is and then them being like a little little bit snarky and stuff and just straight up being like hey fuck you motherfucker you fucking idiot you know and just going off at them and uh so i would always have a hard time like holding me back <laughs> so yeah. yeah i'm better off doing this probably <laughs> well there's a certain and maybe it comes with maturity i mean there's certainly tons you know plenty of entrepreneurs who get their start like you know they drop out you know all the famous ones you know they they've dropped out of college the zuckerbergs the you know bill gates you know whoever steve jobs they've all dropped out of college um and started their entrepreneurial journey earlier likely because they were self-aware enough to know just like you're saying like you know while i ex i can excel at these professional positions i don't this isn't where i fit yeah exactly and like also knowing like self self-worth you know yeah well, the, the self and and I'll speak from my experience, man, like and I don't know whether or not I was self, you know, it was a me becoming more self-aware or my frustration just reaching a tipping point. But, you know, entrepreneurialism for me, it, it was something that didn't come to me until my mid 30s. You know, like I, I didn't know this. This was even something I could do. And, you know, the the important realization and I think the most self-aware thing as I was, you know, contemplating all this was that I actually couldn't do any of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is, is <laughs> realizing exactly what your weaknesses are, understanding that there are smarter yep. people in the room than, than you and being able to tap into that so that you can, you know, at the end of the day, just create a life that you're happy with and proud of. Yeah, man. And it's a constant evolution because like a lot of being successful um, and that's the thing that a lot of people don't look at. They see me today. Um, oh yeah, yeah, successful. Like it just happened. It's like, no, like there's a, like, you know, we already went over like sacrifice and things like that. Um, they don't see all the, all the hard work, the 18 hour days, yeah. um, everything that goes into that and like being, you know, full on responsible. They also don't see for the one success they don't see the, you know, three, four, five mistakes that happen that you've had to learn from, correct, perfect, evolve, right? And and become, you know, really, really good at, uh, at what you do. They don't see all that. Yeah. And, and the, I would say the beautiful thing about passion is like, and if you're like me, that what you just said never crosses my mind. Like I'm never yep. thinking who's thinking about how much work I'm putting into this or who's who exactly. out there is considering whether or not my company's successful. And it's because I have no choice. I don't yep. give a shit. You just do it. <laughs> yeah. I just have to do this. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No you choice. just got to do it. Exactly. Uh, so like so, I go to like shows, yeah. right. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I get to talk to, to a lot of people and guys will be like, well, you know, I'm looking at, you know, potentially entering in this part of the business. I think it's good. And uh, I got somebody that put money into it. And I'm like, well, that's, <clears throat> that's cool. But don't, don't get an idea of like, this is like going to be like a really easy road. And, you know, like when I get into like 
if they're wanting to get into the dispensary game, you know, or the growth or the dispensary or both, or they want to start a seed company. Like I break it down to every little part of it and like their eyes start to cross. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's a lot of work, man. So like, you know, if you really love it, it won't be no big deal. It's just another thing on the list you're checking off as you make your way toward the end. But if you're not like a lot of people get overwhelmed by that and they're like, yeah, yeah. fuck this or yeah, like, this is the worst choice ever. And, you know, um, and then a lot of people too, like they hit that wall. Um, you know, I've always noticed that like most successful people in the end, whether it's like weed related or not weed related, there's a wall that you hit where you have no money. Um, things just aren't, you know, coming over the summit for them and they tap out at that yeah. hardest point. And, you know, the old saying, you know, it's the darkest before the dawn. Yeah. Um, if they just were to hold out just that a little bit longer, be really fucking stubborn about it and just push through, they they would have they would have opened up, you know, and done it. So yep. yeah, you gotta be hard hard headed and stubborn at the same time, you know, along yeah. with sacrificing the hard work and you know, evolving into what you end up becoming. I mean, I'm sure you do too, but nothing has proven your point more than the evolution of the legal cannabis industry, because as soon as it started happening, you know, in Colorado, you know, earlier in California, but, you know, in Colorado or as, you know, as it started to happen, uh, you know, you could just see dollar sign, you know, they called it the green rush. They still call it the green rush. Um, like yeah. you're just going to broke my uh, TV in Virginia. There was a show that came on and I watched this, shit and it disgusted me so much like i had gotten back from an ethanol plant that i was working on and i just taken my steel toe boots off and i threw my fucking boot right through the tv uh it, it pissed me off so much was it that <laughs> no uh, show about the, the dispensary in breckenridge was it that one uh i don't know they were somewhere in colorado and it was this yeah, lady yeah, yeah. in the city at, uh yeah. talking and, and um just just everything wrong <laughs> that they, there could be you know and um that's how people yeah, refer to me in my life oh, like some lady in that idiot <laughs> yeah yeah like it uh, just what was coming out of their mouth and i saw it just like infuriating and see that's before i even leave virginia you know i'm yeah. still doing my thing there and um you know i'd had the thoughts you know i had friends be like yeah you need to come out here before you go back to the pen or you need to go to oregon or wherever right and like legalization had just happened and it had been heavy on my mind. I found out about it. I was doing a cryogenic fractionation thing up in Ohio. And there was a couple guys from Colorado that worked for the natural gas company. And they told me about it. And I thought they were lying to show me. And from that moment, I was like, fuck, man, I need to do this. Like, I really yeah. need to do this. But, you know, but how? How do we make the next step? But there's a difference in, I, I would assume, your thought process and what I'm talking about, which is this green rush of people who just say, okay, cannabis is a thing. Now there's, you know, there's money out it's there money. to be made yeah. as opposed to you who said, I'm sure. And again, I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I assume that your thought was finally, I have a chance to do what I love in an environment yeah. that supports it. Correct. Yeah. Like when I see that, I'm like, great. All right. No more prisons and riots and stab awesome um no more having to like you know just basically lurk in shadows and you know which you know it 
over time like it's fine but it sure would be nice to like not have to worry <laughs> you know just yeah. to worry um yeah, yeah. Oh, also I totally like understand. you know i can you know if there's people out there like doing it like that and they're fucking getting getting it on like i can do that better man like mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like mm -hmm. i you know it, it, i just saw a lot of opportunity like for a better way of life you know, not necessarily the money i've always found like anything that you like to do that you're passionate about and you're working on it if you're just doing it to like you know if you're making yourself happy and like you know you're doing your thing um all the money and everything it'll it'll come like you don't even have to really like seek that part out necessarily just do what you like to do and do what you love do do good at it and the rest so, kind of comes along with it i mean how many times in your life have you heard that like thousands right oh yeah Oh, and yeah. it's so easy to brush that kind of sentiment off. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, do what I love and the right. money will come. Like, great. What do I do now? Like, what What about now, now, now? Right. And it is a hard perspective to start. It goes back to that self-awareness and like trying to gain that perspective of saying, well, I'll sleep in my car or I'll, you know, right. I will, I will only eat one Short -term more day. Goals that lead to midterm that lead to long-term goals is like the way I've always done it. And yep. when I'm figuring out these short terms that lead to that, I'm like, well, this is going to cost money. Well, I can cut out money here, 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 and here. Um, I can make, you know, make large chunks of money come off of it. It's like, all right, well, if I don't have to pay rent and say live out of a truck or in a tent or something for say a month, you know, or maybe two months, wh whatever it takes, you know, cut off yeah. money off the food and everything just to get the loot to say, Hey, you know, this combined with, you know alleged packs of weed that might get sold like this will ultimately in two months <clears throat> give me what i need to say rent a warehouse you know yeah. and and really get the ball rolling and then from that point <laughs> wait hold on like, let me well, just stop you one second i i really love this direction because like it's the most extreme like we're we're saying you know we're talking about the most extreme <laughs> cases of of being passionate if you need to be homeless in order to achieve your like and, and I, it yeah. just sounds funny <laughs> because like in what other instances would you be like oh just just sleep in a tent for two months you'll be okay you know like who in their yeah. right mind would do that but it's it's the fact that you're able to like rationalize those types of de decisions even if they are the most extreme things like i'm gonna yeah. eat a can of dinty more out of the clean out of the can i can't even afford a spoon i'll use a stick <laughs> yeah. like whatever it is you know just to be able to sustain this now you use I, the lid you use the lid you fold <laughs> you bend the lid yeah like a scoop <laughs> there you go yep. I, I or you go buy like a kfc or something and just steal some plastic uh and you're good to go yeah. I mean, I, I was definitely that guy, you know, my, do what you love, do what you love. And I was definitely that guy who was like, that is the yeah. most loaded bullshit I've ever heard. But the second, because my, my situation was, I was, I was trying to start a company while I was doing something else. And ultimately it caught up to me. And I, yeah. you know, I was, I was fired from that job because I was underperforming. And the reason I was underperforming is because I quickly understood exactly what we're talking about is I, Oh, should I have no choice? And finally the universe kind of made the decision for me and was like, okay, you might not be able to pay your rent this month because you now don't have a job. Right. Like, and I did, you know, I didn't know that was coming. Um, it just happened and, and you made that call. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. And that, and it's always going to come to that point. There's going to be that point where it's like, you're going to shed or get off the pot one, exactly. one way or another. And, and either more, you're the more you think about it, it the scarier it is. To, yeah. You're going to go back to doing what you were doing, being miserable and you'll live a life of regret being like, what could have been, you know, yeah. what might've happened. I don't, I, I can't live a life like that, man. Like that, 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 that just, you know, life of, uh, life of misery. And also, money or no money dude i'd still be doing the same shit yeah like you know regardless of all this like you know no matter what this is what i would still be doing you know yep. so but yeah yeah man I like that. i mean there's like there's a bunch of ways out there to make money you know what i mean but um if you stick to the things that you're like crazy passionate about like i mean really really love doing like really geek out and all of it you know maybe maybe look in that direction and like and not just like look at what everyone else is doing but like look at what yeah. they're not doing look at the yeah. voids that aren't filled. like you were talking about the the green rush or like in the gold rush like it wasn't like the gold miners that were making all the, the super fucking amounts of money it was the guy selling shovels the, the shovels the picks the yep, yeah the pants, picks. Levi jeans came out of that shit yep. so you know look at look at that side of it too you know yeah yeah I'm, by the way, wearing Levi's right now. So, you know, talk, nice. talk about a, a sustainable brand that's been around because of a, a, a rush. Um, yeah, I'm wearing pants because of a rush, too. Uh, <laughs> they are sweatpants from prison that I cut off into shorts and had them, like, stitched up in there. But they're, that like, crazy comfortable. That is yes. for sure yeah, a look. It even has, <laughs> yeah, it's got the 183. Yeah, those are, like, my chilling shorts around the house or whatever. Is 183, <laughs> was that your prison number? Yeah, well, that's uh, the the end um the end number. So, like in the feds, um, since they get people from you know every state that there is, yeah. um, depending on what state and what region of that state, there's like a, a three three number identifier. One eight three is Eastern District of Virginia, or Central Virginia. Well, well, let's get into it. You're you're wearing the pants. You're in the state of mind. Like, and and this is something that came up with Chem too because similarly to you he ran into um yeah you know some trouble with the law it landed him in prison for a little while um you yeah have, i was just talking know, about it uh last night with my buddy pj i had gotten out gotten off probation i was out in arizona i got the job for intel and uh my buddy pj knows him as well we know each other long long time and um we're like yeah let's uh let's holler at g you know see what he's up to man fucking uh you know just he's a good dude and uh we go look up and it's like oh wow like within like the last day he had gotten in trouble i'm like oh fuck fuck you know because like you really feel for somebody but like when you've had to go through it yourself that you know you really 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 feel for him you know and yeah, he was PTSD, like PTSD, i imagine yeah and he's like a family guy you know what i mean not like hey lois you know family guy but he has children um, yeah yeah and he's got a kid and you know and all that kids <laughs> that was a all. good that was but a good here. peter by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm pretty good with the invitation but uh but yeah you know like like oh fuck man so reach out you know say you know if you need something <clears throat> you know just uh just holler and then um it was many years later um because you know he, he had to handle all that and when you're handling that type of stuff like you're not really you know out there um especially you know in those days too um 
and yeah, I didn't catch up with him till a while later. Like I had to get, uh, ran into somebody who's like, you know, kind of in the same area of mass and I was like, yeah, man, give him my number and he gave me a little email, hit him up and, uh, well, oh, fuck, you know, I reconnected there, but just such a good dude, such a mm. fucking good dude, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, I've heard you talk about him on, on, uh, other, other interviews that you've done too. Um, you know, I'm sorry about all that, man. I'm, I'm for sure am. And I think that like, that just sucks is all, you know, I don't really it know does. what to say other that's than about it, it all sucks. Say. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that is all you can but say. But it makes you stronger. It's true. And you know, it just makes yeah, you stronger. It does make you stronger. And it also, I think, cause I have similar stories in my life, you know, we're all human. These things happen. Um, I think about those people, man, if I say every day, that sounds hyperbolous, but I, I do. It's probably every day, like, you know, home, just homies I've lost along the way. And, you know, at this point for some of them, it's been like 10, 12 years with some of them, you know what I mean? It's, it's been a long time. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, can't help yeah. but always wonder like, you know, what would you be doing right now? Like, where would we be? Like, would they be crushing it? You know? But I, I, yeah. and I'm yeah, sure like you do too. I've heard you talk yeah. about this, but like you crush it in their honor. <laughs> you know, it's like, it adds to that. Yeah. That, That's all you can do. Yeah. It's just another spoke in the wheel of, of, of the passion for what you do. Yeah, man. And like, that comes out like every now and again, cause like I have a little discord got the Instagram and you'll have people and like, they're fairly new to it. And like by new, like even like last five, 10 years, um but the, especially the ones here in the last couple of years like hey yeah i saw like you grow this clone um the, can i get that from you and they're like no no i can't and like a lot of people aren't used to hearing the word no mm. especially nowadays and they don't know how to how to take that and they're like well i would do this other i'm like i understand all that but no and yeah. then they get a little little upset i'm like look i've had fucking friends kept bullets in their fucking head over this i got friends that are fucking done you know 20 years in fucking prison driving back down the road i've personally gone to prison for cultivating and stuff running all over the country hiding these genetics preserving them protecting them and everything just to like catch shit off of some fuck that you're upset because i said no you know like i don't mm -hmm. fucking know you dude and they don't get that you know because it's like a newer mindset and yeah. I don't expect them to know all that, but I shouldn't have to like go into the explanation of like, no, sorry, I can't, or just yeah, no, why? No, that's not, yeah, not you, really you what I do. Why. That yeah, is like, have to, you know? well, but then, you know, after you do yeah. them, they, they kind of get it. And they're like, yeah, didn't think about it like that. Well, beyond, beyond that, like protecting assets, let's call it there's a humongous yep. amount of freedom, especially for, you know, for all humans, but for business people in their ability to say no, because when you're starting off, when you're doing something yourself, when you're starting your company, you feel obligated to say yes to everything because you think, you, you know, again, you need to make all the money that there is, but there's good money and there's not good money, you know, and it's, it's just another one of those self-realizations yeah. that um i wish every human would go through but every successful entrepreneur has to go through which is boundaries 
these are my boundaries. This is how I do yep. business. Uh, no, I don't work for free. No, yeah. I don't discount. No, I'm not, you know, no, I'm not going to work yeah. on Sunday. You know, part of, par- part of yeah. the, uh, the joy of being able to create your own life is living it. <laughs> right. That's the yeah. best part. And saying, also saying like no is a good said, way to have some time. To like self-worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, um, something that I encountered was, when I came out, and this is after, you know, I've already, you know, I got got the spot, I'm growing the weed, I'm doing my breeding and everything. But like, you know, weed that I have is going to a friend, um, you know, just giving him a jar, just <clears throat> like we used to, like, yeah, check that out, you're, you'll really dig it. And he was really involved in like the industry, industry, and like people that I didn't typically find myself uh, talking to or whatever. They're like, wow, it's like best weed of ever ever seen like this is amazing can we talk to him so i end up being like all right you know this is like the next evolution of it you know talk to him and they're just like fitching like it was it it was like (laughs) you know like they're not your secrets not your uh, talent exactly man just fishing for ip and it's like dude like you're like the corporate equivalent of the guy at the Greyhound station talking about his car broke down. He needs to go to his mom's funeral type shit. Like, dude, I grew up around sharks. Like, you're yeah. you're not, you know, being slick here. I was like, you're just yeah. like you're being a time bandit right now. You're wasting my time. You're trying to fish for IP and like, you know, what's in my head? Like, it's definitely worth something. And like, furthermore, it's like I'm not offering it even or even for sale. You know, like it's just one of those things and like you're talking about oh yeah you know like literally design my whole place get it right give me genetics tell me how to grow it basically you want me to write out like a fucking sop on how to crush it and you you know you're talking like oh yeah it might give you you know it's a little like small little fraction of mine it's like <laughs> no yeah <laughs> not at all yeah yeah the yeah, it literally doesn't work like that in any industry if like some industrial plant needs a full-on control system design like team engineers and stuff's going to work on it they're not going to you know be like oh yeah you know give me a minimum wage basically with yeah. possibly a little bonus on top like no i'll, I'll google you. it this is going to cost you a lot of money yeah yeah well, google it <laughs> you'll figure it out yeah yeah well this is this is one of the um kind of beautiful catastrophes that I witness you witness that people in this industry witness with, uh, I don't want to use the word outsider because that sounds, you know, that's a terrible word, but you know, people who maybe didn't come up in the industry or didn't start. And I, and I'm actually one of these people, right? Like, you know, I, I, I'm not a grower. I, you know, I, I wasn't like really, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not that guy, but, um, I, I'm, I do have the perspective of at least being in the community my whole life, right? There's a, so with this green rush, there's this you know type of business person who uh, treats it like a normal business, who treats it like, oh, I'll just yeah. come in and buy the IP, I'll acquire a company, I'll acquire a license, we'll make millions of dollars. Um, I got an exit strategy, blah blah blah, and I assume it's because of regulation. I don't know why, but it ain't that way. It doesn't work that yeah. way. <laughs> you know, very yeah, rarely really, have people, really are does. people cashing out on their licenses, you know? Um, right. Like you look at some of the largest ones, right? 
and because like everybody was talking like oh yeah i'm gonna get into this this aspect of the game it's like yeah you're working in a really tight market that fluctuates like almost like petroleum yeah. um it, it you know the price of a pound like yeah you're gonna start your whole business model off of i'm gonna get this much money per pound dude this shit isn't going up in money you know it, it's going down so exactly. like you need to like set your business model up for like a five-year look ahead so like your exits for five years or something whatever you're setting that at you gotta look at like what's the price of a pound gonna be worth in five years you know set it up around that because if you're you know if you spend a thousand dollars growing a pound right and yeah okay great it's worth two thousand dollars right now three thousand like yeah it's real good but in a year or so when it's only worth maybe twelve hundred dollars well you know now now you know those those visions of those millions of dollars and when scrooge mcduck dives into the money yeah mm -hmm. it's not it's not a reality anymore after all the overhead and everything and your taxation, like you should have just bought a Papa John's chain or a McDonald's or something. You probably would have made more money off of that. So once again, you know, if that's something you're really passionate about, it really won't matter because that's what you're supposed to do or what you want to do. Um, right. And this has like, happened, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, this, this oh, is yeah. currently yeah. happening time in Oregon. Again. You know, it hap it's happening all in Oregon time. for the past, you know, two years where, um, you know, there's a, uh, too much supply yeah too much supply yeah, not enough yeah. demand um you know and and then and versus you know. someplace like vermont where you know our weed is you know all illegal and mostly from maine or you know whatever yep. um it, it's it it's not cheap here you know it's it's right. black market right. exactly. versus an oversaturated um <clears throat> you know legal market so i'm curious kind of like as virginia you know, has turned to, to rack, like, you know, we've touched upon this a little bit that there was, you know, a, maybe a little bit of a sigh of relief from you in, in just being able to not worry about being persecuted for doing what you are called to do. But I'm curious, like around that time, a couple of years ago, as these things started to happen in Virginia, like, were you, were you stoked on it then? Were you like, oh, fuck, like, here they come? yeah it's it's a little bit of both it's like bittersweet so like you're happy to hear it um right off the bat but from seeing like just history you know you know saying if you forget history it repeats itself well like it's it's predictable like it's like clockwork seeing all the states that have come online what it starts as what it gets modified to what it ended up evolving or i shouldn't say evolving but like devolving into um that was my <clears throat> my main concern so when i look at virginia i'm like okay like how are these laws going to pan out because like right now like on paper um looks pretty all right and then all of a sudden um they're they're going back on what they had originally said they're already making changes and like rec hasn't even started yet right so what makes me curious like okay how are you going to handle license um where are you going to be allowed is there going to be like crazy restrictions you can't be a mile from a school stop or something like that making it like almost impossible like what's going to end up happening um are you going to require like some type of extra like pharma type licensing or just it's just no telling which which way to go to because like we already have enough problems so another big reason like why things kind of ended up how they ended up is like 
you go say take Colorado for instance you need a lot of money for that license you know and yeah. you can't go to the bank and say yeah I need a loan because I'm starting a weed business like they, they can't do that so it's left into this you know capitalist market of like investors like yeah you know I'll, I'll give you the money but I want 50 percent and you know it, it's kind of a kind of a weird weird thing so like that's kind of the only way you do it and like me personally like I'm not gonna like jump in the game with some people like I really don't know that you know yeah they got some money but typically they want too much back in return it's like ah man it's just strange so you know it's it's a whole another set of problems you know just from the you know getting into it so like if it were to where like we me and you could just go to the bank and be like yeah we want to open up a spot in Vermont here's our business plan this is how we're going to do it with epithets and all this shit like hey yeah okay cool here's your loan go build out but it just doesn't work like that and it keeps a lot of guys like me and you either out of it like totally because of the money thing or we're just not willing to like i said jump in bed with some investors that you know it's just it's a weird thing it's a really weird thing because like they're looking at that risk of yeah i might put a million dollars into you but they look at the market they look at like what happens in Oregon, Colorado, and basically every single place that's gone online. You know, at first these guys were getting these like investors in because like, oh yeah, yeah, three thousand, four thousand pound, I can grow it for this, and yeah, and then it all changes, and now that's changed. Yeah, now they're now you know they, they shit the bed, and these people yeah. want their money, and then that causes them to drive the cost of their pound down, and that's kind of like where the race to the bottom starts. You know, like. Oh yeah, you know, we just gotta grow it not as good <laughs> and and just make it cheaper, make it cheaper, make it cheaper, and it's a fucked up circle. What do you think? And I, I know there's not a silver bullet, but what what's a what do you think a good solution for that is? I mean, now the you know, especially on the East Coast, I mean, it's happening everywhere. But following some of the observations of what's happened in Colorado and California and places like that you know, there's less, you know, uh, cheaper licenses. There's more tiers of licenses in, in many states. There's, there's more entries to mm -hmm. get in. There's even social, you know, in, in some states, uh, social equity ways. Social of, equity. Uh, totally. Yep. All these things to sort of um, curtail cost, make it a little bit more accessible for, um, you know, people who don't have millions of, you know, they don't have that cash flow. They're not that liquid <laughs> to yep. be able to, uh, yeah. you know, open up. I a, like a the tier system. Yeah, I really do. Because like if me and you like if even if we want to have this super huge thing, I'm not the type to be like, here, I'm just going to take like this huge jump and be like, yeah, let's just, you know, buy the farm, like literally and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to take all this money in and go for the go for the stars. You know, I'm, I want to be like, you know, I want to start slow. So if we got like yeah. a lower tiered thing. We're doing like the mom and pop style. And yeah, after we make some money, then we'll bump up. We'll expand. We'll do it, you know, very organically like that. That's just the way, you know, I, I would prefer to do it. But that would allow us to even, no matter what, that gives us a, an in, uh, at least an entry. So like, I really like the tiered stuff, uh, social equity stuff. Like that's great too. Um, and I think like that would definitely, definitely help with getting more, people that normally couldn't that are actually some of the people that give you like the best quality and, and do, do a great job, but it keeps people out. Also, 
um, the laws were weird too, because when I came to Colorado, I was like, oh yeah, I'll be all legit. I'll get the license, do all this. And find out like, no, you got to wait like another 10 years because you're convicted of a drug crime. I'm like, I'm convicted yeah. of a drug crime. I got caught growing weed. They're like, well, that's a drug crime. I'm like, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. They were like, well, you know, if it wasn't the drug crime, um, Schedule you, know, one, baby. We, you would only have like a, <laughs> a two year uh, wait or whatever. Yeah. It's weird because like, you know, you're observing federal law there, but it's fucking ironic, but you know, and they're like, yeah, if it was another crime, so I'm like, so if I was sticking up bags or a fucking chomo or something like that, you wouldn't have to wait. They're like, nah, Showmo. I was like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Go fuck yourselves. So, um, but they changed that like in the last couple of years. Um, so it, it's good to have those things. Um, because like, look at like alcohol industry, right. Um, whether it's, you know, liquor or beers, you know, like, yeah, you got like huge cores and Budweiser and stuff like mm-hmm. that, just pumping it, pumping it out. But you got your microbreweries too, that do an outstanding job. Yeah. It costs more, but there's a market for that. You know, there's a market for everything. So, you know, those lower tiers also allow for that to take place. Me and you just grow the best weed that could possibly be grown. Um, yeah, it's going to cost a little more, but there's a market people they they want that finer stuff, you know. And then there's other mm-hmm. people like I, I just don't I just don't give a damn, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Cheap is good. Cheap is good. I need it now. Give it to me. Yeah, there there yeah. there were you know, and that that's the actually I I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but one of the you know another question I have, but you we've just gotten there. So a question I had is so related to what you just said you are one of you know there's there's a couple types of consu- uh, of cannabis consumers right there's your uber nerds which you are you, there's your <laughs> who who know you know you can just look at you can just smell something and you can you know um you know everything about it you can tell about the you yeah, know tell you what it is where it came totally, from the all that stuff yeah. me and then there's me right who uh, I can, yeah. I know good and bad, but to me, it, you know, it's weed. It tasted like weed. It smells like weed. It looks like weed. Uh, it yeah. got me really high. I enjoy, you know, so anyway, so as my point is, is packaging taking over that nerdiness and what I'm, and I don't know exactly how to word this, but what sort I'm trying of. to say is you're, you're kind of right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because consumers like, shop with their eyes. Like- yeah, go ahead. Correct. And, and some of them are forced to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm totally with you. Um, so like in Washington State, for instance, like they're not allowed to smell the jar. You know, it's yeah. all 100 percent based on what. So you have places like that. And then in Massachusetts, yeah, like, let me just say, dude, in Massachusetts, yeah. let me just let me just mention most dispensaries are just a queue. It's just a line. Like most of them don't have products that you can actually see. It's just a menu. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's, yeah, there's that exactly. separation too. So trying to figure out like, do I want that? And that's part pra- of the marketing too, yeah. branding. Right. So like yes. our packaging is packaging, but we've also branded a name. And, yeah. you know, if we, me and you go up to a, a taco truck or something and under drinks, we don't see the cans of Coca-Cola or excuse me, we're at a taco truck, the bottles of the bomb ass Mexican Coke, you know, in the glass yeah, bottles, yeah. Uh-huh. we might not see the bottles, but we know the name Coke, right? Chiritos. I want a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it, we're going to be familiar with that name. And that's, that's, that's big, big part of it. 
you know, yeah. like you gotta, you know, and like also, and it was kind of weird to some old friends of mine, um, people that were like, if you were into weed breeding, you know, and like, like you said, it's totally nerding out on it. Yeah, you might know G or certain other people for a clone or a type of weed in their history. And it's like, wow, that's really cool. But, you know, they go to a spot and people are like, yeah, I can't believe it. Like, I'm like, look, like you got to look at it realistically. Um, they don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, as bad as it sounds, they don't care. They want to know, is the weed good? Does it work? What, what How percentage much is THC it? is it? Maybe. How can I get it? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, and that's all that, you know, most people are concerned about now look at McDonald's like years ago before, you know, they have like these history of food and all this shit. Like they may know who the fuck Ray Kroc was. No, they want their fucking Big Mac or whatever. And they're ready to hit the road, eat it. And, and that's it. It's Batman. You know, man. now it's, Ray, Ray Kroc was Batman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Another so, movie reference. folks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is like, you know, is it a cool story? Yeah, of course. But like most people, they're not, they're not concerned with any of that. And, um, you know, people got to get over that. Um, like I said, branding's good. Good logos are, are great. Something memorable, something that stands out. Packaging's always great. Um, some people go way too far on the packaging and like it cuts into their, you know, profits even, and maybe even like, labor costs you know because when you got to put together a 15 piece thing and fold it a yeah, certain yeah. way for this pack of seeds or whatever like yeah. you're, you're taking a lot of time to do that shipping there's all these little aspects of everything that like a lot of people don't they don't really consider until they do it and then they're like ah fucked up <laughs> but yeah. you know logo branding having a memorable name that's associated with quality for what people are looking for um and Absolutely. you know that's that's it you know that's where, it. Do you think, the where do you think man. that common ground will happen though because like I, I feel like people are gonna you know when i get uh you know a craft beer or something like that like i'm definitely enjoying that label i'm definitely maybe maybe looking up you know what part of the country they're from or like maybe they use this kind of hot like right. whatever information is on the can because similar to cannabis there's you know a, a, a hugely i don't know it's just a different kind of creative uh of um solution for for the packaging you know of products like that right it's like how do we yeah. how do we uh be a memorable brand but also provide the required information but also maybe educate a little like Right. You know, maybe Education a guy like me does want to learn about terpene profiles. Maybe a guy like me does want to know about no-till or whatever, you know, like how this can, right. like, why is this the best? <clears throat> what makes this the best other and, than my eye? It was, it caught my eye because the packaging was cool. Right. So like, um, for instance, like my seat packs, right. Um, I got my logo on there. It's a pretty cool logo, but you know, I don't uh, say so myself, but um, on the so. back go, of the girl. card there's all the information you know it, it's going to tell you like how to grow it like not exactly every step of how to grow weed yes. but all the it's it's basically going off the something like you you've got this figured out but like a grow but you know here's some tidbits for you that are going to help full description smell taste effect um and all these good little notes that like a lot of people they they don't do that like we're actually really like most most don't 
I think there's like one or two others in the whole the whole game that were you know that will do that on their seat packs. So yeah. that helps, but also I'm gonna have my IG way. on there. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, and you know my my packaging it was like very simplistic. You know, it's a card in a biodegradable bag with the yep. seed vial in there. You know, yeah. um, and it, it was simplistic, but it had everything that they needed. And we take that, and you also say, oh, okay, well, say here's here's dude's website, here's dude's uh, Instagram, and have an information there to like further help them along, like okay have no like first time growing ever like here's how we grow here check out my youtube segment you don't want to read yeah just watch along we'll we'll grow along with each other and what evolved for me was like hey the only x factor out there from me telling you or anybody else how to grow is like well we might have the same environment but you might have a different growth style either like that's just what you do or your first time in it. That's just what you saw on the webpage. You happened to see when you got into it. So now I can say, well, here, you can grow in the exact same soil that I grow into. Um, you can buy it off the website and we can literally grow along. You can follow the same regimen I do. And that's going to give you the, you know, the, the same, same success. So taking X factors out of that for me, was like, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, and then the quality, you know, understanding that, that quality is going to be there. So I'm not selling a weed. Um, I know if I grow the weed, it's going to be great. And like, you know, I can control that. What I can't control, once again, that X factor people, like yeah. keeping them from making those mistakes, teaching them. Um, and like I said, educate them, not just how to grow, but what they're looking for, terpene profiles and why these terpenes are doing what they're doing, yada, yada, yada. And at the end of it, you got a happy customer growing a great weed that's really happy. And the biggest, part of marketing right whether we're selling fucking cars trucks or bud or whatever word of mouth 100 percent. because people that smoke weed probably smoke weed with other people smoking weed and where'd you get it what is it blah 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 people talk they hang out it exists it's it's a thing right yeah and same thing with growers you know and and even uh, i mean the, the one thing, and I, and I think this is kind of uh, just going back to what we were just talking about, like kind of maybe a response to the uh, maybe over nerdification versus oversimplification when it comes to con- yeah. you know, cannabis consumerism, um, but the kind of the evolution of hype. Right. Like hype, hype is a big part. Yeah. You know, you know, we work with Terp Fiend and Brown Bag Farms and Sherpa Seeds. And a lot of these guys, like they rely on drops, you know, like this is the hottest thing coming. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> most of those guys will actually hype it up. You don't quite I mean, you've got you've got some hype, but you don't really do that. You don't really build up product lines. You don't really, you know, until you're ready to drop it. You know, what I'm saying you're not. Yeah. I, I don't, am I, am I, am I incorrect there? Like you don't, you're not promoting anything until it's ready to, ready to ship it. Right. That's right. And like, I might, I might promote it like right at the very end. Um, yeah. Because like in, in our industry, you get a lot of people that are um, on some copycat shit or um, yes. like, yeah, or the yeah. and like they'll straight claim, oh yeah, I did that and that, and it's not even that and that, and they put it out. Yeah, I'm sure so there's like, a couple people with similar Instagram handles to yours. 
<laughs> Duke, yeah, Duke you got, the yeah, real you Duke Diamond too. <laughs> yeah, or like they have the R in there, Diamond or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. So like you got that, and then like you have like other like fly by night seat companies that are, that do the same thing. So like one, it's like kind of like Willy Wonka shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you just kind of you know keeping it do. Um, but like you do get to see it um beforehand typically like i try to do it around shows so that way i got jars of the weed as an example in front of every seed pack of cell you know i got jars of weed of the weed that i grew from the seeds so you could actually see it touch it smell it fuck dude as long as like nobody's looking like i'll give you some you know go give it the smoke test you know um and my whole thing was like it was word of mouth um yeah, I probably could just hype the fuck out of uh, everything, but um, I, I had a weird model at first. It was like I want the right people growing the right stuff, um, and I just kind of kept it, you know, on the smaller side. You're protecting your brand, for, you know. Yeah, and like I, I mean, want that's good all that people is. growing good wheat. Yeah, yep. and I had no problem educating, and that word of mouth is what spread and it just continued to grow and grow and grow. Um, you know, I, I never was the guy, Hey, I'm going to hit you $500 for a pack of seeds. Like, you know, I kept it always like typical, like blue collar price, you know, I understand, I get it. You know, it's like you work a nine to five or whatever to whatever. And you got bills and everything. You got a little bit of expense money that you can pay and like, you know, keep it, keep it friendly, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, that and like i'm more about like not so much the big multi-million dollar facility pumping out you know whatever amount of pounds i'm more about a guy like you i've never run before but i really like to cool yeah I, I got no problem taking time you know breaking things down for you giving you some information um guys that are growing in a tent or a shed in the backyard whatever like those those are my people like yep. yeah i could be hanging around with the top tip to the top but like i i don't really care to you know what i mean it's i'm more about the person like yourself and others that just want to grow their own um they're focused on their quality and um that's why i'm happy are you kind of like so am i hearing that the is the brand really gonna kind of just stay committed to the genetic side of things like this the the seed side of things if a dispenser you know chem has smashed hits right he's he's you know beyond being um you know the head grower of of a massachusetts dispensary group like he also is able to you know create you know further his own brand uh you know put out legal products on the market that have you know basically his name on it is you know is that something you aspire to be able to do now that you know rex here and soon opening in virginia i've already already done it but um well it's there's things in the works in virginia but there's places in maryland there's places really all over the country where there's weed at that like my stuff's being grown at that i go on the shelf like labeled as such um there was a big spot in mass like one of their head growers um he was like look dude we're growing your 187 um god dude so killer got the keeper but the people that run this thing are a bunch of chads they want to rename it something another and like no credit and like it pisses the dude off to the point where he goes and he kills the mother plant whoopsie on accident 
then a week later he fucking quit the job um so like you got people out there like that um but luckily you know there's good people working there um you know hats off to you dude if you're listening but um that's a that's a boss there's also yeah it's cool yeah man yeah it is man and but then there's a lot of other ones it's like you know you might or g or you or any friend be like hey man like i'm you know i'm working at this place man i'd like to introduce some of your stuff into it they might already have the clone and seed i'm like yeah i'm all about that um and then i've actually had you know big places hit me up and like yeah we're looking for this this and this you got like a good rep behind you like what do you what do you think you know and it's been in times where i was like well you know i have my keeper clone from when i grew like a large lot of these around testing i kept it you know i could give you this but you know um you you got to keep the name <laughs> it's like the yeah. only thing i'm asking for you know it's like you just got to keep the name um there were places that talked about royalties and this and that but i could never jump on board with it because they they grow shit weed and i don't yep. need it goes back to the word of mouth like i don't need the biggest place in the world selling the most amount of shitty mid like grown weed like it's all fucked up to have my name on it so some guy smokes that weed and it's got my name on it that i didn't grow right and then that that starts to you know put something bad in there so i've always just been kind of reserved on when doing that it's like i need to know like are you growing quality how are you operating and that before i'm even gonna talk any further because like it's not just about money, like, you know, and I mean, they kind of correlate, you know, sure. keeping a good image, good, good word of mouth. I can't have, you know, it, it working the other way against me just for the sake of making a little bit of money to sell clones or seats to some spot, you know. Well, it's like you were saying earlier, you know, about, you know, the, you know, the, the team who came to you and we're just trying to squeeze all your trade secrets out of you. It's <clears throat> what a lot of these, again, bad word, but I can't think of a better one What these outsiders who are trying to, you know, get in on the cannabis industry don't understand. And, and of course that's a generalization, but what it sounds like from what you're saying, they don't understand is, you know, you put 20, 30 plus years of work into building um, your brand and your brand is, you know, really right it's not dominion seed co it's not duke diamond it's the bar you set for the products that you you know created it's a high standard of excellence and and anything that gets over that gets to play yeah i dig it i totally understand tell me uh yeah exactly and like it's this and it's like the same mindset like you know i can't be bought you know like a guy can offer me whatever like if i don't like what he's doing like i don't care about his money shove it up you know like this is the bukowski of it Um, all this this is the bukowski of it all is like that that doesn't matter it's the it's i've set this bar and if you can get your bags over that bar great but (laughs) there's other things beyond you know bags of money that that are going to play into this decision um, and I, you know, personally, dude, dude I've and, lived and in I'm the sure. woods and been content and happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, it's like not, you know, like money's cool and all, but like, it's you know, I got a truck, I have house and a land, like I, it, it's fine. Like I can find happiness and whatever, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's something that used to blow those guys away. I talked some big, some big dollars and was like, 
eh, I don't like who you're involved with. Oh, oh like man, I could just I can just imagine the steam coming out of their ears. Um, oh yeah, yeah, they get a little the, upset, but they don't get it though. But it's whatever. No, but touching on almost everything we've talked about in this conversation, what I'm hearing is you you have boundaries. You know, we talked about that. It's a powerful trait for any entrepreneur trying yeah. to uh, keep, stay focused, right? If you keep saying yes, there's no way you can be focused. Uh, you have a standard that you have not wavered from one iota since you, you know, ultimately made yeah. the decision to do this thing with your life. Um, and, you know, bags of money aren't, aren't always going to be the answer to that. That that's that's, that's the right. beauty of it all. It's, it's not a, it's not about that. That helps, and that part is fun, but it ain't about that. Yep. I'm curious, yeah. dude. And like uh, I said, you do it the right way, it'll come. It'll, it'll yeah. all come to you. Definitely. You know I mean? So I'm curious. I I know you're not you're not a hype guy. I know we're not like trying to spill too many trade secrets, but what's on deck for you this year? Like, what what do you have? Kind of. I, I know you got a couple things beyond the seed company you're, you know, creating more content now that you're, uh, out of prison, you're, you're trying to get Brett back into, uh, you know, rebuilding this brand. How's yeah. it going? What, what's, what do you got going on this year? Oh, great. I still get hit up, um, nonstop. So people still very much, they want the seed because like it was something that was unavailable for, you know, over two years. Um, so, you know, I had like a little stash of stuff. So, um, you know, I was able to kind of rectify that, but there's still this huge amount of people like, dude, we need your shit. We need shit. I'm like, yep, I'm on it. I'm on it like stink on shit, man. Um, yep. I'm, I'm working. So, um, you know, definitely uh, doing, doing the breeding thing. Um, the content thing, it's, it's going to be geared educationally, but like, I'm going to try to make it cool. Like anybody that knows me knows, like, you know, I like to cut up, make jokes, you know, funny, funny guy or whatever, but um just try to keep it like entertaining um interview like some other people that you know people i've picked up tricks from um you know just just like i said entertainment educational at the same time there's the soul thing um and then yeah the real <laughs> the real heart and soul of it yeah the growing and the uh the breeding there um that's huge um got a lot of pretty cool stuff coming up man uh well, we're all mm. really excited and can't wait to see all the great things you do. I know uh, we're all, everybody listening, uh, I include myself because I'm sure I'll be listening to this at some point, uh, are very grateful for all the hard work that you've put, you've put in over the years, the sacrifices you've made. Um, the, it shows in the work that you've done. You know, it, it, it the proof is in the pudding, folks. Um, and I think that's like, right. This, this is a great story, you know, again, an extreme tale of, of kind of a common uh, through line of all these conversations on this podcast, which is there's going to be ups and downs. And even if those downs are living yeah. in a tent or a 10 by 10 cell, uh, yeah. there's nothing that's going to fucking get in my way of doing this thing that I, you know, I'm called to do. And I, I, I love it, man. You know, like, I love the hustle and I can't wait to see what you do um, in the coming years. Duke diamond, you've taken uh, you an incredible what, amount of time out of your day to talk to us. And I am very grateful to, to you for that. Oh, man, um, it's fun. I appreciate it. You have yeah, me man. on and everything. And oh, also yeah. like, I know like you don't grow or whatever, 
but uh i would, I kill. I would be honored I kill. <laughs> if, uh, like i said when i get some stuff make no 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 man i'm gonna I'm send you a pack of seeds and you can watch the youtube videos and like you can be patient zero and uh okay see how it uh works for you man deal man we'll make some we'll make some killer content on it too because if if you can get me to grow uh successfully uh then really you can get anybody to grow because i am king over waterer i am king uh uh not knowing anything about anything you know i i make every every mistake i make them um so yeah let's let's I do can it get for the grim sure. reaper to grow some dank dude let's yeah, do it, it, it ain't <laughs> let's thing, do man. It. i can break it down like a fraction for you tell uh tell the people listening where they can find you online in <laughs> life or wherever where do you want people to find you Right on. Um, so the Instagram is pretty popular. Um, the real Duke Diamond. Make sure it's spelled uh, correctly because, like I said, there's a few fake ones there, but mm-hmm. it's the one that's got a bunch of followers on it and everything. So make sure you uh, you hit the right one. It's uh, if you're old school, you remember Poison Control, Mr. Yuck. Uh, oh, don't, definitely. Don't Mr. drink Yuck. the chemicals, the green fish. Yeah, it's like a Mr. <laughs> Yuck in the shape of a diamond with a little logo. Um, <laughs> And then you got, um, there's a discord. Yeah, man. There's a discord link that's in the header of that. If you're into discord, it's like a chat room is voice chat, get in there and, um, you know, answer questions for people, help troubleshoot stuff. Plus like I got a lot of my old school friends that hang out in there under like weird pseudonyms, whatever. So, um, they're more than willing to help your soul, hydroponics, sick plants, good plants, whatever. Like there's always somebody in there, you know, chit chat with. Uh, the website that'll be live hopefully in like a week um that'd nice. be uh dominionseedcompany.com um if there's uh shows in the area you know i'll, I'll announce on the ig and everything if i'm coming to a show um you know i'm not always there at a booth sometimes i just go you know just to hang out with friends so like you see me man just come up and shoot the shit with me i don't i don't do the whole ego uh you know rock star thing like some of the guys you know so <laughs> You can just come That's, up. I do do that. So there is definitely going to be a red velvet rope in front of me. Go find Duke Diamond. <laughs> He's approachable and cool. I am not. I wear sunglasses inside. Um, that That is me. You got to get Diamond. the scarf in summertime, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I rock that too. You know, I, the headband and everything. I, I Again, I appreciate right talking to you. It's been an incredible pleasure uh, hearing your story. Um, thank you so much for joining us. This has been another episode of Common Sense Thanks and man it's been a pleasure we will see you next time folks peace out bye bye